Take up your cross. There's a couple I've gotten to know over the years, and they have a beautiful story where he knew they were going to get married a lot sooner than she did. Um, he pursued her for years and years, and she was like, no thank you, no thank you. Okay, fine, you know, and they <laughs> fell in love, and they got married. They were maybe a little bit older, and they began to, they wanted to have kids. They, they loved their faith, they loved family, they wanted to have children, but unfortunately were never able to have their own children. I didn't know this when I met them, because I knew their son who came here for school, and I found out later that he was adopted. That when they weren't able to have their own children, they still had a heart for, for family, and so they ended up adopting uh, a boy and a girl. They also, their love overflowed in lots of ways, and even to this day, they're, they're very involved in their pregnancy resource center in their hometown. And so even though they, the plan didn't happen the way they wanted it to, they were able to embrace what life handed them, and they've been able to help many, many families. When difficult things like that happen, it can feel like surely this isn't God's will. Like this difficulty, like this is not what I had in mind. And our invitation today is I don't have to like that, but can I choose to embrace it? We don't know the crosses that the Lord is going to entrust to us. But we do know, we know, we could say two things. We do know we will have crosses and that the Lord will be with us every step of the way. Our gospel today, it picks up on last week. I don't know if you remember last week. Last week, Jesus asked, who do people say that I am? And then Peter said, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. Like, you're God. So that just happened. Jesus... You know, Peter acknowledges that. And then Jesus says, okay, now that we got that straight, I am going to go to Jerusalem and suffer greatly. And I will be killed and on the third day be raised. It's like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. This, this is not how it's supposed to play out. And so Peter is like, no, this is not. God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. Jesus is saying, I'm going to suffer, and I understand, and I accept it. And Peter's saying, no. And then Jesus gives Peter the strongest rebuke in Scripture. Like, if you didn't know that Jesus could throw shade, like, here it comes. He says, get behind me, Satan. Like, that's, like, seriously? You are an obstacle to me. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. That, that the evil one, that Satan, doesn't want to have to suffer, even though he chose to separate himself from God's love, which is suffering. And so what does he want us to do? He, he, he lures us with the idea that we, we shouldn't have to suffer, 
But what does that do? It leads us into greater suffering. But Jesus shows us that love is willing to suffer. You, you cannot love, you cannot risk opening your heart in love without the threat of suffering. That if we want to protect our heart and never let anybody get close, well, that's exactly what we're going to get. That we will never experience deep love and deep relationship. The choice to love is also the choice to open ourselves to suffering. And so this idea in our, in our lives and in our thoughts to avoid suffering, Jesus says, is you're thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. And you and I are invited to follow Jesus. And to follow Jesus is to go where he goes, which ultimately, well, not ultimately, it leads to the cross and then ultimately leads to heaven leads to eternal life, leads to joy. Now, we can try to avoid, none of us wants to suffer, there's nothing, it's natural to want to avoid suffering, but sooner or later, suffering will happen. I, I will get sick, someone I care about gets sick, that the people who are close to me, that unfortunately, people in our lives will, will pass. We hope with great joy and faith that they will pass on to that eternal life that God has in store for them. But that suffering's gonna happen. And you and I are invited that when those crosses come is to recognize that where the cross is, Jesus is. To, to, to feel the weight of a cross without Jesus feels like hell. To suffer apart from God feels terrible. But to be with Jesus, to suffer and know that Jesus is with me, maybe I can endure that. And God, in his love for us, he, he's entrusted to us a cross, or you could say crosses, that are perfect. There was a man who had a dream. He was going through a difficult time. And in his dream, he encountered Jesus. And Jesus led him into this room where there were crosses all over the place, like piles and hanging on the walls and over there. And they were all different sizes and shapes. And Jesus said, you get to choose. You can choose whatever cross you want. And so the man was wandering through the aisles and he saw some that were just enormous. How could anyone ever carry that? He saw other ones that were odd shapes and just looked heavy and painful and rough. And eventually, he saw one cross that stood out to him, and he's like, ooh, that looks manageable. So he, he picked up the cross, and he walked back to the front to where Jesus was and says, I choose this cross. And Jesus looked at him and said, my friend, that's the cross you came in here with. God knows perfectly what we can handle with his grace and strength. And when we compare our own difficulties to other people's, 
as they say, you know, to compare is to despair. Like, that we always think, oh, look at them. They, they seem so happy. It seems like their life is so easy, but why is my life so hard? We, we actually don't know the crosses that other people are carrying. But again, what do I know? Is I know that Jesus is with me with the cross. So what are these crosses, we, you know, that come to us? Things that we didn't ask for? I'm not, things that come to us that we didn't ask for? Things like our family? I'm not saying our family's a cross. <laughs> but it can be very difficult. I was talking to someone even earlier today, and they're like, how come, how come I can love and be patient and serve all these other people, and yet when I'm around my family, they push all my buttons and it just goes out the window? That, that's kind of how it is. And yet God gives us our family intentionally. That, that family, our families are actually perfect in order to perfect us. Our, our friends, our family members, our roommates. You know, a lot of people went with the random roommate and you know, <laughs> you don't know what you're gonna get. You could, you could feel like Jeremiah today. You dupe me, oh Lord. <laughs> you know, like, why is this so hard? I thought my roommate was supposed to be like my best friend, but instead they're like always on their video games or they're always partying and always high or whatever. Does the Lord know where we're at? That the Lord knows where we're at. That you and I are exactly where we're supposed to be. That it's, it's unique and difficult, but somehow it's perfect for what we need. I will make a, a caveat here. Sometimes, when we accept crosses, sometimes we can make ourselves martyrs for things that we don't need to make ourselves martyrs for. Like there's some people who talk about, um, they could be in a relationship and be like, this, this relationship is not, it's not going so well. And I was like, well, you, you know, honey, you don't have to be in that relationship, you know? that we can sometimes choose difficulties that, that we act, the Lord is actually not intending for us. But when it comes to things that I didn't choose, I have a choice of whether I can embrace it, I can accept it. In 1961, there was an Italian woman who developed a fibroma on her uterus, cancer, if you will. And she was a medical doctor, so she knew what that meant. She had three other children. And the problem was she was pregnant. And she was given three options from her doctor. She could have an abortion. She could have a complete hysterectomy, so the child, she'd lose the child as well. Or they could remove the fibroma, but that would likely cause other complications later. So she knew, she's a medical doctor, she knows the situation. And she tells the doctor, save my child, and if you can, save me. On Holy Saturday in 1962, this woman, Gianna Mola, gave birth to her fourth child. And unfortunately, a week later, she died. Yet, on May 16th, 2004, 40 years later, she was canonized a saint with her husband 
and her daughter both present in the crowd. Today we call her Saint Gianna Mola, and we, we actually have an original icon of her in our chapel. And I've noticed for myself, no matter what mood I'm in, when I look at that icon and I see the joy of this mother choosing life for her child, choosing to embrace the cross that came to her, I, I cannot walk away without feeling some joy. I, I feel freedom. I feel peace. Here's this woman who had all sorts. She didn't want this to happen this way. But what did she do? She embraced it. Knowing that the Lord would be with her, that the Lord would give her the strength and courage she needed, and that whatever came would somehow be for the best. And that her choice to take up and embrace her cross, through that, she became a saint.